This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing real good, and joined as we are not every week by Tide for my first favorite streamer of all time. P, welcome back. Yo, what's up? Glad to be back on the show. So, you have an interesting history in the movies we pick. Like, when Rob comes on, until my bloody Valentine, we said, well, Rob's the zombie guy. Right. And Brandon has been on twice. It was Hereditary and X. So I'm like, oh, Brandon's the A24 person. You have the strangest combination of three movies that you've been on for. <laughs> right. it was Blood Harvest, The Lost Boys, and now Frankenhooker. I, I don't actually know what the... Um what the link is i will say that both blood harvest and frankenhooker uh have their soundtracks printed on cassette that one particular company releases which is kind of a weird connection of those two films but not sure where lost boys fits into that i just love I like Lost it. boys uh, everyone should breast the only one who didn't rate it a 10 but i How like fair. it it was the first time i watched it <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is episode 88 frankenhooker yes. it's about damn time i know like me and p have been planning this for over a year like i Literally. had notes from so long i had to, i had notes which means that was back when i still took notes <laughs> same i don't i since I've moved twice now since that uh, <laughs> podcast, or since the time we were going to record it, I don't even have the notebook where I took my notes anymore. I just knew how we went. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to happen for a little while. We'll get there. Yeah. Although, technically, now a trauma film. I saw that at the beginning. Yeah, technically, um, not produced by, but distributed by trauma. Right, and uh, they also, I believe, last year now have full rights to it. Oh, good. So, yeah, I think it's on Troma now and everything, isn't it? I think so, because they definitely had, uh, like, Basket Case 2 and 3. Um, I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, snap. Getting fancy. Oh, that. yeah, like, this That's is, I'm starting my Blu-ray Lauder collection. Of I have Basket... Basket Case 1 and 2, I still need 3. I have Frankenhooker. I need Brain Damage and Basket Case 3, like I said. I still need to see Bad Biology. I've yet to even see that. Yeah, me neither. We'll get there eventually. Oh, yeah. So, what, released in 1990. Apparently, this was a super long shoot, though. And, like, from concept to actual production. So, that's why it still feels very 80s. Oh, yeah, and this is definitely back in the day where it took a couple years to, like, get everything out and whatnot. It's like, remember when, like, things were in theaters? And they would take, like, a year and a half for it to come out on VHS. So you better see it in theaters if you really want to see it. Absolutely. And uh, if you uh, were too poor to get the VHS, because VHSs back then were <laughs> so expensive, you had to wait, like five six years for it to show up on syndicated tv maybe but definitely heavily edited 
Oh, it was always like a big event too. Like they'd advertise the movie for the first time on television and everything. Have you ever seen the uh, televised uh, edit of uh, Big Lebowski? No, I don't believe I have. I don't think so. Just uh, the censorship in it was great. Uh, like uh, the part where uh, John Goodman is going, this is what happens, Larry. This is what happens when you fuck a man in the ass. Uh, it was changed to, this is what happens when you feed a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> what the fuck? It's absolutely my favorite edit. And if you can find the TV edit of Big Lebowski, like go out there and watch. There's probably clips of it on youtube oh that sounds amazing that'd be a good vhs tape to find like i have like the weird like tv edit of halloween where like their brother and sister (laughs) in the original one and i like i love that thing so much now oh it's not oh absolutely (laughs) oh no it's terrible and it kind of like ruins some of the movie i like the original a lot more but i have it You want to talk about a movie that couldn't be on TV, I think, in any time period, including today. That's this one. It's great. Holy crap. Look, I think, looking at Frankenhooker, it's a movie that if you want to sum up throbbing with horror, (laughs) Frankenhooker honestly might be one of the best examples you could give somebody. Because it's not great, but amazing at the same time. It's sleazy, mildly offensive by today's standards, lots of bad effects and a huge body count so i think honestly if you're like what's like a throbbing with horror movie you could point to frankenhooker like this is one like weird references out of nowhere like just like things that go on and on that like don't really have anything to do with what the actual plot is supposed to be sure yeah definitely you guys want to get into the beat for beat of it all yeah sure all right so we get the trauma team release logo and we meet Jeffrey Franken, who's at a birthday party for his father-in-law and just experimenting with a human brain with an eyeball on the kitchen table during the party. I love that it's like when the movie first starts, it is like a mad scientist movie of like there's all these like weird gadgets. He's experimenting on this weird eyeball brain. And then it cuts to like wholesome all of a sudden because she's like, oh, we hand me the ketchup. He's like, oh, sure. Here you go. There's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, the party was like straight out of fucking leave it to Beaver. Oh, yeah. So speaking of the party, we're introduced to him, his mother-in-law's who asked for the ketchup, and then we're introduced to his fiance Elizabeth. So here's the thing about Elizabeth. She is not portrayed, but we are told through dialogue that she is a big fat woman. I don't get that at <laughs> all, because like, I don't know if it was different in the late 80s, early 90s, but by today's standards, she's, if anything, slightly under average weight. Yeah, I'm like, she's, she's this lard ass, they're telling us apparently, what, I couldn't, I didn't even realize she was in, like, a very minimal fat suit at first, I'm like, for real, this woman. They put her in puffy clothes, and she's, like, eating pretzels, which is honestly, like, if you're gonna eat chips, one of the better things to eat, and they're like, oh, you better slow down on that, honey, and she's, like, gives her a look. Oh, also, um, one thing I noticed was um, her last name is Shelley, as an homage to uh, the author of Frankenstein, Mary Shelley. Oh, a nice catch. Yes, it is. P, you unlocked one of my fun facts early, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> ah, damn. 
we're getting all this exposition about how she can't lose weight, and Jeffrey's been kicked out of medical school three times, and she let him staple her stomach as an attempt to lose weight. Listen, the guy who's been kicked out of medical school three times maybe isn't who you have operate on you at home. Oh, no. Uh, it's it's fine. I mean, he, he clearly studies well. He He also knows what to do with a brain. And I love her excuses like, oh, well, he's going to be my husband, so why wouldn't I let him cut me open and staple my stomach? <laughs> Look, amateur surgery is best surgery. P, I want to go back to what you just said. If he clearly knows what to do with a brain, I don't think he does, because <laughs> most human brains aren't floating in liquid with an eyeball stuck into the middle of it. And then later, I know I'm jumping ahead, but we get the mom like, what's it do? Well, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Oh, I don't think he understands brains in the slightest. <laughs> I mean, I go also going slightly ahead. I mean, he clearly understands it because he he does self trepidating and has not died yet. Yeah, that's something, isn't it? Some people take drugs. Some people drink alcohol. I'm going to shove a screw gun in my head. Um, But we get to the birthday present part. So... The present that Elizabeth and Jeffrey got her dad is a lawnmower that Jeffrey run to be able to go with a remote control so you don't even have to touch it. And she's demonstrating standing directly in front of the lawnmower. Jeffrey, like Willy Wonka, no, please don't. He's like, don't stand right there. But like basically mumbles it to himself. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, this is how you start the blades. She's still sticking in front of it. And this is how you make it go go forward. She stands in front of it, has a long enough time to turn around, throw her arms into the air, scream for an extended period of time before getting run over and obliterated by this lawnmower. Right? Like, she had so much time to even just, like, step, I don't know, two inches to the right and avoid that. And it, it wasn't fast. You could keep pace with it if you just, at a, not even a brisk walk, at a casual stroll's pace, walked forward in the same direction. It goes lawnmower speed. Yeah. <laughs> Lawnmowers are not known to be speedy means of conveyance. It's basically, it's like a wood chipper, like going like the speed of a lawnmower, but like it mulches her immediately. <laughs> right. Like it is a gory death and I love it. It just splashes blood all over the lawn gnome. Next, we get Jeffrey. This is some time later. Do we get an actual time placement? It's at least, I'd say, a few months later, right? Yeah, it'd have to be several months, but I don't think that it actually gives us, like, a, you know, three months later or something slide. No, it didn't. I always look out for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we got one, but we see him, and this honestly goes on way too long, of him just, like, drawing and circling nonsense and writing notes over an anatomical, like, drawing of a muscle system with a picture of her dead head crudely stapled to the top of the diagram. It's like, oh, yes, and this electrode here, and then, okay, I'll wire these two. It's just like, he's, like, just mumbling nonsense science words. I mean, it was a great way to uh, actually show the opening credits crawl, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. They, they did run it for the entire opening credits. Like, it, it was much better than having something important going on, because, like, then you actually can read the opening credits. Because a lot of times uh, with opening credits, if they have it, like, right in the middle of a scene, 
you're either missing part of the scene or you're paying too much attention to the movie to see who's actually in it and made it. If you like opening credits, you were on the wrong episode because we just did Nosferatu the Vampire <laughs> from Germany. And I guess they have some law that all of the credits are the opening credits. It's like 20 minutes of credits at the beginning. <laughs> the, I would give, I know it's not horror, but one of the best opening credits is the super bad opening credits where it's just them dancing and that music. Oh, yeah, no, that was a classic. So long. Um, but his mom comes in. Oh, wait, first, he's watching the news report tape that he has taped from about Elizabeth's death. And even the news report lady is like, oh, what'd she call her? The girthy woman or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, why are they coming after her like this? She isn't fat. Like, and she was turned into a bloody tossed salad. A tossed salad of doom. <laughs> they found a peanut, all right. A peanut of death. <laughs> <laughs> Obligatory uh, Tromeo and Juliet reference. I will never complain about that. They're saying some body parts went missing, all this stuff. Like, he obviously has the missing body parts. The mom comes in and is telling him, like, you need to move on. So that's why this has to be at least a few months later, right? Well, he also, like, digs this weird VHS tape out of, um, like, a book that he hollowed out, I believe. Like, but it's also just, like, a weird, like, news story. Like, why would you just watch this over and over again to remember her by? I mean, maybe he didn't have any other videos of her? Or, like, well, he seems to have a million headshots of her that he can put on, like, different naked ladies. I think it's the deadhead. I think it's her after she's been decapitated because her eyes are shut in every single one of those pictures. <laughs> I did not actually notice that. <laughs> yeah, every picture like of her around the room, I'm pretty sure is her corpse. Is he just like, was he just really that shitty of a boyfriend that he never like took photos of her or like had any videos or anything, but now he has her decapitated head, so it's fine. He has some miscellaneous body parts. Oh, that was a new trend, I think, going on TikTok, where, like, it was like, oh, what is your, like, significant other, like, to what pictures do they take? And then it's all these, like, guys taking, like, just, like, funny pictures of, like, their girlfriends and wives and whatnot. And, of course, Liz looks at my pictures of her, and it's just the most awkward pictures. Like, <laughs> I have a few little nice ones, but most of them are, like, her eating, or she's, like, playing video games, and she's really into it and making a face. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's better than a decapitated head. Very true. I love how he's like, oh, we're not to the dinner scene yet, are we? No. Okay. But the mom's like, you need to find a new girl. He goes, I'm working on it. Very literally. <laughs> she goes out and Jeffrey goes up to the garage slash lab. Look, we get some dialogue that he works at the electrical company. I don't think you can get... He says he works at the power plant later, too. I worked at a power plant. You can't get this Frankenstein lab <laughs> shit from work. This is such bullshit. It's like straight out of Frankenstein, all the stuff he has in his garage. Also, he works at a power plant in New Jersey, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't like he's working for New York City's uh, power grid or something. Nah, this is the Garden State, homie. It's also gotta be close to Tromaville, so it can't be like top-notch stuff it's covered in like nuclear sludge i have a headcanon where all the new jersey horror movies like take place 
in the same universe. We've got Friday the 13th, the Toxic <laughs> Avenger, and Frankenhooker all wandering around a pretty small state. Oh, that'd be great. The Jersey Devil's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the dinner scene, Brett. Oh, okay, yes. Where he, like, takes the head to dinner. Where he, like... Sets it on the table, like he's dressed in a nice suit. There's like a the table's all laid out nice. There's candles going. There's like a platter that you take the lid off, like to show the food. They have wine. He like dumps wine down the head's throat, and it just dumps all <laughs> over the place. And this is also where Jeffrey Franken is just so like his mannerisms make this movie awesome and also really weird. Where he's like, oh yes, very good, very tidy. Look at you go. Hmm, that is very good, right? Yeah, well, yes, take that all down. And then he opens up the platter while he's, like, telling her his big scheme. And he just takes out a piece of, like, cheese pizza. I also want to point out the weird freezer that he has filled with, like, purple goop. Yeah, it's, like, primordial ooze purple goop stuff. It's something that keeps the body parts fresh, but it's not really established what it is. Which is probably good that they didn't try to over-explain it, because this movie is just short of, like, an hour and a half long, which is perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, I love that it gets right into the plot uh, and doesn't really spend way too much time on needless exposition. Oh, if you got into the science of this, it'd be terrible. Like, you can't go into the science of this movie. Uh, yeah, because there is none. How many other movies would spend at least half an hour to 45 minutes with, like, establishing their relationship? And they're going on dates and some needless storyline you don't really care about. And then the cool shit happens, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. So we're saying if Frankenhooker was done by A24. It w that would be it being done by A24, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brett, here you go. I know you want this segment. So now was the news report when he goes oh. back inside. Okay. Frank Lauder was an extreme fan of John Zacherly, who was one of the very first horror hosts back in the 50s. Like, came out right at the same time Vampira did kind of thing. And I love John Zacherly. And he only ever shows up in a couple movies. And this is one of them where he shows up as a weatherman. But he's still in his horror host getup, so he's in his, like, suit. And his hair's like in his horror host hair, and his like his uh, face is like painted uh, all pale white. He's like, "Oh yes, and there's going to be a storm coming through tonight, just in case all you mad scientists out there have some plans." <laughs> and he does the laugh, which I mean, every time he does the laugh, like I get it, like half goes up and then it goes back down because like, oh yeah, that's John Sackle. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I like to imagine everyone who's not a mad scientist, like Jeffrey here, yeah. watching this weirdo on the news <laughs> every night give the weather like this. Like, or why is the horror host filling in for the meteorologist and he's still playing it up as like, well, this is all I know how to do. <laughs> I watched the last drive-in where they did this movie and Frank Hannonwater's on it and He's talking to Joe Bob. He said, well, I just told Zachary, just do it how Zachary would do it. And that's why we get the whole horror host version. He's not really playing a newscaster. Which is perfect. Like, me and Greg have been standing in, like, convention lines before. Where it's, like, taking forever. And we are even talked about, like, uh, Robert England's line uh, at conventions. Where it's, like, hours long. We're like, who would you wait in line for this for? And I believe Greg said Mark Hamill. 
I said Mark Hamill and Bruce Campbell. And I said John Zacherly, and uh, Greg's like, bullshit, and I'm like, bullshit, bullshit. I would pay <laughs> $300 to meet John Zacherly, just to hear that laugh. <laughs> Here's the bad thing, not to rain on our great Zacherly segment. Oh man, come on. So, it's nothing about him, he did fantastic. <laughs> but he says there's a storm coming in two days, and so Jeffrey's like, oh, perfect time. You know, classic Frankenstein, Right. the storm is your mother, you know. But here's the problem. Do you know why they use lightning and Frankenstein, either of you? Uh, because there's no actual electricity, because it's in the 1800s. Thank you. <laughs> no, they Jeffrey have to... works for the electric company. <laughs> he knows there's electricity. Why is he waiting for the fucking storm? <laughs> How did I watch this film so many times and never once have that thought? Because they have to have the hen and laudered lightning in there. You need to have the, like, <laughs> bluish, like, white lightning hitting everything that hen and laudered's famous for. I guess! <laughs> Don't take this from me. It's one of my only joys. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. This is in 1990. You work at a power plant of all places. You couldn't just zap her any day you felt like it? No, no. It has to be natural electricity. And to build, like, a Looney Tune-sized, like, <laughs> elevator that raises her out of the garage roof? And Look, he just, he, he lives in a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. That was my one when I'm watching this. Like, oh, I'm going off on this part once we record. That is very true. But this is him showing the head different bodies with pictures of her head attached. And they're just all, like, cover girls. They're all, like, poor, like from Playboy or something like that. None of them actually match her head either. Like, the sizing. No, not at all. The sizing is wrong in every single one. And most of the time, he's not even talking about the bodies. He's talking about what they're wearing. Or, like, what the picture is about. He's like, oh, do you want a sweet treat? Oh, do you want to be the Cory Kitten? Like... He puts all the pieces back into the purple goop freezer, and he's like, ah, I only have two days before the storm. I gotta... Because electricity doesn't exist, so I gotta go find some parts. And what's this called, Pete? You mentioned it earlier. I know, I watched a documentary on it where, like, people signed up for testing it, where he drills his brain, because this oh, is uh, weird. Well, so, yeah, this is a real thing. It's not advised. Yeah, uh, back in, like, the days when lobotomies were considered an actual viable medical procedure, which, never get a lobotomy. Uh, but... There was a belief that, like, drilling holes in your skull would relieve, like, some sort of pressure. Yeah, and they had different ideas for it. Like, well, this one would make you smarter. This one would get rid of, yeah, what, like, like, empathy and stuff like that. Which is what I think he does here, because he's nervous about killing a girl, and then he drills his head, then he's fine with it. Yeah, you literally, like, bore a hole into your head and brain. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, this part of the movie always creeps me out, where I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? He's like, some people do drugs, some people drink alcohol. I'm going to drill a hole in my head. It's like, I'd rather do drugs and drink alcohol. Have you ever seen, like, skulls of, like, people who have gone through trepanning? It's, like, really neat to see. I mean, it, obviously, it's just, like, a round hole in a skull, but... No, it's going to creep me out. It's crazy that people did it. It's body horror. It gets me. I already am thinking about it, and I'm just like, oh, but why would you do this? Like, oh. So, here's the cool part, though, about skulls that were uh, trepanned is that, like, 
the skull actually forms new bony tissue so it's mm. like the hole isn't jagged it's like smooth like a healing factor on this that's pretty cool yeah but, i mean it's not going to heal the hole you uh drilled in your skull but it'll at least make it so uh if somebody excavates your skull from your body um they won't cut their fingy on your uh head hole <laughs> imagine being one of the poor women they did this to in the 50s instead of like making you orgasm and like high to death <laughs> <laughs> um so after he drills the skull, he comes up with a brilliant idea, like, I need some women's body parts. Oh, across the river. By the way, he's super New Jersey. I am not going to do the accent, but across the river, there's a bunch of girls who sell their body parts. Why, why not use some of those? Your accent there more sounded like an, hello, governor, I'm going to go down to the old chippy, what, what? <laughs> I went really cockney with that, didn't I? Well, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, you but... really did. That was not Jersey. We're from Pennsylvania. We practically have the Jersey accent already. My apologies to our New Jersey and UK listeners with that. But so he here's the thing. He's like, well, they sell their body parts for money anyway. They more rent body parts. You are required to let them leave at the end. <laughs> Selling is you take possession permanently. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily call sex workers selling their body parts. That brings me to another question. Would this ever have a chance of being made today? <laughs> Ooh, that is a rough one. Um, I am going to go out on a limb and say... Yes, but Twitter would have a shitstorm about it, and it would oh never God, release would in like major on. theaters. It'd be like a straight to internet. Oh, it'd be like a Shutter original kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, I could see that because I'm like, what? I don't even know. If, like Frank and Hooker is even <laughs> like, I don't even know if the title would get past people anymore. I mean, it, it definitely would in regards to, you know, a streaming original. Just absolutely not in theaters or on store shelves. This isn't going to be playing, like, right beside, like, Spider-Man or Star Wars. <laughs> but it should, <laughs> it should be. be, damn it. And if these were playing side-by-side, side, it was like this or whatever bullshit Star Wars thing, I'm seeing this. Me too. Like, hands down. Controversial opinion, but like <laughs> being a Star Wars fan is just coming to terms with the fact that over half of the official media actually just sucks. You learn it early. You still love it, but you learn that early on. Like, I don't even know if I can say that I love Star Wars if I hate the majority of Star Wars. I mean, I say I love horror, but Veronica exists. You well, I love Veronica. It. Veronica is a I masterpiece. Know you I mean, that's one movie, though, um, <laughs> when literally, like, 70% of Star Wars media is trash. When do we cut our losses and say, oh, well, maybe I'm just a fan of the original trilogy and parts of the uh, se the prequels? Oh, dude, entire prequels. Well, that is a conversation for another time. That's right. I tell bring up Star Wars, I have to cut it short. <laughs> Um, where are we at here? Okay, so this is where he goes across the river to go find some body parts. For um, you know, for a film that's like very New Jersey, we probably spend more time in New York than we do in New Jersey. Oh, definitely we do. If you look at the runtime, I think. 
he's driving around, and all these shots of just people on the street are actual, like, prostitutes out there working. It's not actors in this part. Now, anyone with a line is an actor, but where they're just going out shooting, and that Frank Henlotter on Last Drive-Ins, where I learned this, I said, people started catching on and thought we were police, though, at the time, because we drove past once with the cameras, we drove past again, and there was less, by the time we drove back for a third shot, everyone was gone. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, fuck no. Like, you're not getting me. I'm running away. I actually had no idea that those were real, like, street workers. Yeah, yeah all the, like, sidewalk shots. No one with lines, but all that was oh, yeah. real. That is actually kind of dope. It makes sense with Hen and Lauder having no budget and his love of just filming New York City how it is. That's one of the reasons I love No permits. Yeah, no permits. Fuck that. Hurry up, get the camera out. It's very Ed Wood-like. Ah, who needs a permit? Do we get any of these girls' names? Oh god, there's like Crystal Honey. There's like... Okay, so that's why. Charnay. Chartreuse, I'm sorry, I think you mean. Monkey is one of them? (laughs) Yeah, Monkey. Sugar. uh, I actually, I I used to know all of these, so I think it's Angel, Snow, Anise, Amber, Crystal, Sugar, Honey, Chartreuse, and Monkey. No, you gotta do it like Zoro. Holy shit. You gotta do it like Zoro, like super monotone, like, come on, sugar, come on, Crystal, I know you're in there, you're my (laughs) bitches. What you do to my bitches? (laughs) Sounds like the weirdest night before Christmas poem I have ever heard in my life. On On Angel, on Snow, on Amber, on Monkey. (laughs) They're they're all just sniffling, like, yeah, we got this, let's go, let's go real quick, can we stop off real quick? But he meets what we will call main hooker, and he says, I'm looking for right parts. You got any cash? And by the way, he says, I guess I could um, open up my Christmas club account. How many fucking Christmas presents was this dude buying? I don't even know what that is. It's You can put money away, and then like around Christmas you get oh. it, like to save up. But like, what does he have, like 30 grand? <laughs> He's saving up for that, like, special lab table with the, like, really good, like, hand and, like, leg hooks. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, it really just depends on their going rate. Because, I mean, if he really just wants to take their body parts, I don't see why he would need to book more than, say, half an hour or an hour. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's not like that money's going like, away, to be honest. That'd probably be, like, between 100 to 200 per girl, but... I mean, that's still a lot, but it's not, like, three grand a lot, so I could believe a Christmas account could cover that. They're all sitting there thinking, like, what do you mean you only need five minutes for all of us? (laughs) (laughs) But I just come really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's really quick. Just just stare at the wall. Don't look at me. It's like, has a nail gun. (laughs) He gets the main one and says, but he needs more. He says it's for a party. Well, if you want all of us, you're going to have to go see Zorro. All of a sudden, this becomes a horror film for real when he goes to see Zorro. What what happens when he sees Zorro? I forget. You go through the sketchiest hallway on the planet to get to him. That's right. It's oh, like right. The- and then his office is just a stall in the men's room. It's like the bathroom from Rock and Roll High School. Where, um, what's his name? Clint Howard is set up as, like, the, like, I'll hook you up with anything guy in the stall, but, like, everyone just hangs out around him. 
Now, um, when Jeffrey went into the bar, was that also the scene where they were having, like, on the TV, the talk show about hookers Ooh, invading yes. the city? That's when he's making the super crack, but we can cover that now. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So it was a little later. I, I knew it was on a TV in the bar, though, or something. But my favorite part about that is that the um, that the um, sex worker advocacy group is just called Hooker. The subtlety in uh, Frank and Hooker is astounding. Do you know <laughs> who the advocate for Hooker is? Ah, uh, no, I do not. Uh, that's I Beverly do. Bonner from Basket Case. Oh shit! It is. Man, I need to rewatch. She's also Basket the Hooker Case. in that movie. Well, we can't say that she hasn't been typecast. Well, no, definitely. <laughs> She's really good. She's great in Basket Case. She's good in this. Basket Case was... Did, did you guys do an episode on Basket Case? We didn't on the movie yet. We did an interview with Terry Susan Smith from We haven't actually done the movie yet, though. Ah, right on, right on. That's one that we're saving for, like, a very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> but they agree on a price, and he also buys some crack from Zorro. And it's like, okay, I'll be back at this date or whatever. He's, yeah, I love how like he like Zoro brings him in. He's like, I got the best women that like they do everything you want. You got this, you got that. Come on, man. God, what do you think? How much money you got? And he's like delivering it like this. Yeah, the act, the actor for Zoro just yeah, he has like one tone. Great, the entire you should movie. recognize this guy. He's from Brain Damage. He's yes. the shower guy. He's yeah. the shower guy that's like, chill out, man. Everything's good. No one's going to mess with you. So he gets goes home after getting the crack and agreeing on the price and everything, and he makes super crack. So the winner, the girl he decides to use for parts, will what I thought was just overdose on it. He tests it with the guinea pig, and the guinea pig explodes. Here's the problem. So we know the finished product of when he brings Elizabeth back is a combination of many girls, Right. Right. It's not just putting the head on another body. Yeah, like, this. I think I know the same concern you're having because it was the same thought I had. If this super crack causes them to just completely explode, well, what happens to the body parts if they're just, like, completely pulverized into this fine mist of viscera? Exactly, because he had to take parts of all the girls because they all blew up. So he couldn't even just use one. If he, his plan wouldn't work if his plan went the way it was supposed to. Or like, if like she, he tries to use like one body and everything's just scrunched together weirdly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did just take one blown up body. Yeah. And she, <laughs> <laughs> he has his plan. He has his super crack. He's all set. Okay, he goes to what is this? Some shady hotel where Zoro pimps girls out at? I guess. Yep, and that's where we get to the party. Yes, we do get to the party and. We go up and we hear, okay, girls, listen up. This is Jersey Boy. Dr. Jersey Boy. (laughs) There it is. He wants to play doctor. Now, listen, he can have his examination pick one of you, but if he wants anything more, you got to tell Zorro about it. And the examination begins. Yeah, where he's, like, measuring everybody. Like, he's measuring, like, thighs. He's like, this is a perfect 18. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. He and comes like, up behind the one girl's ass and puts a little check mark on it. Which comes <laughs> By up the way, yes, which is the one he chooses. Yes, I mean, clearly he he is a man of consistency. 
By the way, a little Frank Henenlotter thing I've noticed. He has a thing for in his movies for poking nipples. <laughs> also, it's such an extreme close-up. You can see, like, a tiny bit of lint inside of it. Yeah, it's it's so weird, like, this whole scene. What This probably goes on for over ten minutes, the examination, oh, yeah, correct? it is a very long scene. Yeah, of him just checking, uh, measuring boobs. Craw- There's a part where he's basically crawling under <laughs> all their legs. Like, so, the together. way I described it to Ezra while we were watching it, I was like, hey, this is like that mile-long spank machine from Spongebob. <laughs> yes. <Exactly>. <laughs> but at the end, it's like, okay, time's up. And Zoro's getting impatient downstairs during all this, because why is Dr. Boy taking forever to pick one girl? Um, so after the whole sexy montage, he can't decide. And they're all like, well, where's our money? He's like, fine, you want money? Here you go. That's what all this is about? Yes. They're working. Of course, that's what. Yeah, this like is about. Where, where, here you go. It's like I don't go to like I don't go to a restaurant and then not pay, and then when they're like, "Well, okay, here's your check." Oh, this was just about money for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the he throws them the bag of money, and then they all find the super crack, which he starts panicking. He's like, "No, that's only meant for the winner," and they. They hold the super crack up like they have just, like, discovered a deity. Like, <laughs> one's holding it above her head and they all scream. It's like 2001 The Space Odyssey when they start <laughs> using tools. It's like, da, 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 da. I mean, both of them do involve a monkey staring at yeah. a monolith. True. Yes. But they start. Some of them hold Jersey Boy down while the rest of them all do crack, and everyone does. And he starts panicking. He's like, "Oh no, don't do that!" And we get, "What is this next line?" Because they start doing crack and they turn on the radio. It's some rock music. Uh, he's like, "No, not the devil's music. It's wrong. It's gonna make you even worse." <laughs> We've had no like indications that he's like a super conservative or sheltered character or, like, anti-music or anything. Where, what is this coming from? Like, literally nothing prompted that. And also, I, I don't know where he comes with the it's gonna make it worse thing. I mean, I thought they were just gonna blow up regardless. Does music exacerbate this? Yeah, it's like, that's not the key. That's not what's gonna make it worse, but you gave them basically dynamite in crack form. I also love that they're like, you want anyone got a stem? Like, that keeps coming up over and over again. And they, they have, like, the crack rocks, and they're, like, jokingly, like, like they're, like, comically huge. They're, like, beer can huge. And they're, like, putting it, like, <laughs> trying to put it in, they're, like, joking, like, look how big it is! <laughs> My note's just a sexy montage for this part, so that makes sense. Oh, where immediately, they all take their tops off and start dancing with each other. As they do. Yes. That's what people do, yes. <laughs> Zoro's mad it's taken so long. He's going up there. He breaks a table on his way up the stairs. These... Right then, <laughs> the first girl fucking explodes. These bitches are fucking with me. I'm going to go up there and get them. <laughs> Hey, bitches, open the door. <laughs> hey, open up, bitches. <laughs> Zoro's great. We gotta get him on the show, Brett. Oh, God. If it, if he's still alive, yes. We gotta get him on here. <laughs> but, so the girls start exploding, and here's the oh, thing. They, she blows up in, like, great sparkler fashion. <laughs> it's great. And then everyone... 
as you would, start screaming and trying to run. Where are you running to? It's it's you! All the girls start exploding, and Zoro finally breaks open the door, and this I rewound like ten times. This makes me laugh if I'm by myself in a room. Because he breaks open the door to the room right as the last girl explodes, and her head flies at him and headbutts him right as he walks through the door and knocks him unconscious. With a bunk sound effect. <laughs> Where Liz was upstairs for like half a minute while I was watching this movie, and I rewound. She's like, oh, what are you watching? Now I just rewound it to that scene because it had just happened. And she saw that, and she's just like, oh, f- what the fuck? Like, and just... <laughs> After the explosions and the KO, it's time to leave. He goes out the fire escape with garbage bags full of body parts. And when you get to the car, there's just full legs hanging out of the trunk and a bunch of garbage bags full of bodies. It's another scene of him, like, just naming off things. It's almost like Frank Henenlotter just looked at, like, uh, James Lorenz, uh, that, if that's how you spell the say the guy's name jeffrey franken and it's just like oh yeah just go with whatever you see he's like oh yes this piece is very well done oh there's a hand how exactly does one drive from new york city uh all the way back to new jersey with this trunk partially open with body parts and not get stopped by the cops i love to think because i like (laughs) i love the sopranos that like younger tony soprano pulls up beside him and it's just like holy shit (laughs) <laughs> as he's heading, woke up this morning, and he's just like, oh, I gotta recruit that guy. He makes it back, and here's where the assembling begins. And this is just great. There's not much to cover in it, but this is a joy to watch, because he finds the one foot, he looks at it, and goes, oh my god, bunions! <laughs> but he picks out all the parts he wants to put them together, and he throws all the rest of the dead hooker corpses into the purple liquid pit, and he's apologizing to them, I'll get more parts and fix you soon, I promise. Oh, that was another part that Liz came back upstairs for, where he, like, unveils the platter that's just full of boobs, and she's like, of course there's a blue boob platter, like... Look, let's be real. Even if you never saw this movie before and you made it this far, and we said, hey, there's gonna be a whole body part like scene with all these body parts, you know watching this where we have so far, like, oh, there's gonna be a boob platter. Which you gotta, you would think you would have to pick two of, like, the same, like, you'd have to pick the pair, not one of this one and one of this one, because you're gonna have, like, two different nipples. I mean, fair. Seeing that she she has, like, a bleached head from being stored (laughs) in purple goo the whole time on, like, a mismatch of 20 different body parts, I don't think that's a big concern. Also, body parts of different nationalities, too. Yeah. Yes. Until she becomes the purple girl that's wandering around down town New York. Wanna party? Wanna date? <laughs> Wanna <Wait>, company? <laughs> Got any cash? I want that VHS tape so bad. That is a holy another holy grail of mine. Is that VHS tape of this that talked when you press the button? Ah, uh, same. Uh, I've been searching for one for a long while, and um. I, I've never been able to find one that wasn't, like, way out of my price range. Oh, they're super expensive, yeah. <laughs> but here's, it's time. The storm is rolling in, so he puts the assembled her on the bed, covered in a sheet, raises the bed out of the roof, and I don't mean, like, right above the roof. I mean, like, someone help me out with measurement. What, like, 50 feet above yeah. the roof? Yeah, it is high up there. Also, this is... 
legit Looney Tunes. Frankenstein lived in a castle that was secluded. That's why he could get away with that. Jeffrey Franken lives in a suburb. His neighbors have to be looking out their windows going, why is the blue lightning hitting that weird telephone pole with like a bed at the top of it at our neighbor's house? Like, uh, call the police. (laughs) There are so many moments in this film where I wonder, okay, how has nobody like noticed this going on? You can't think that. It'll ruin it for you. It does. I mean, just suspension of disbelief. I'm also so sad that we don't get, like, an Elmer or, like, Belial, like, cameo in this movie like we did in Brain Damage. So we could connect these, like, all these movies into one universe and it would, like, be canon. Well, we still can because Zorro shows up in Brain Damage, so there you go. Also, I I love how all body parts in this universe are just, like, rubber parts yeah well i also love earlier when all the women were blowing up it's like right before they blow up they transform into paper mache and then they explode (laughs) the lightning strikes a bunch of times and he lowers the bed one why is she standing when she's lowered back down if i was woke up like even if i'm like a half conscious being look around me and i'm in the sky being shot by lightning i'm not standing on that bed also, yeah, exactly, where it's, like, she immediately just, like, shoots up, or I guess it's just, like, she got overpowered, and now she's, like, in, like, streetwalker mode, where she's ready to go get back on the job, and also the lightning, like, fucks up and hits the, like, giant freezer full of other body parts that then, like, later merge together in great Frank Henenlotter creatures. Look. I probably watched Reanimator too close to watching this because I just made my way through the whole series. Reanimate in Brighter Reanimator, they say, "Oh well, we believe consciousness exists in every part of the body." Okay, if we're going by that logic, I get what they're doing with the body parts in the freezer. But Reanimator took a long time establishing like a continuity and a scientific lore for that universe that led us there. You can't just zap with lightning like, yeah, the finger's alive. Well, now the torso's like, you want a stem? Where it's like, or it's like just a head with hands. It's like, you don't have lungs to absorb the crack. <laughs> Lowers her back down, he pulls off the sheet, and we get our, this is our big reveal right here. And she's beautiful. She, he's, oh, yes. he's wanting her to be like this wholesome girl like she was. Why did he, did he dress her like Frankenhooker? Yeah, for real. He doesn't know. That is an odd choice of attire to put on her for someone who never wore that kind of stuff ever. It's like fishnets, like a like basically a purple bikini, and like these giant like heels. Uh, they were not heels. They were platforms. Oh, okay. Well, it's very like Frankenstein like, but like a. Lady. Oh yeah, I mean, it makes her an imposing force too because it yeah. adds like a good like five inches to her. Well, isn't there that one Hey Arnold episode where Helga's going off about, like, why do girls have to wear heels? We're already taller than the boys. I, I don't remember that one. Yeah, for some reason that either. always stuck out in my head because I love that show. Ah, oh, that was a good show. I, I should, uh, I actually just got a free trial of Paramount Plus, not sponsored. <laughs> uh, and I really uh, should see if it's on that. Use code Hooker for next. a free trial. <laughs> But we take off the sheet and we get the most impactful, quotable, 
This is up there with I am your father, every like iconic line of all time. Yes. It's want a date? Going out? Need some company? Got any money? <laughs> want a date? And then Jeffrey goes, Elizabeth, no, I don't have any money. And she just backhands him to the ground. <laughs> Fuck you then. Fucking bitch slaps him and walks out. You go, girl. Which, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet in the episode. Did I mention that this woman has the same name as my wife? Oh yeah, Liz. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, we, I think we got, like, an Anna before... And now we got a Liz. I'm, like, really excited. And, of course, like, Liz, once again, heard her name. It was like, of course her name's Elizabeth. That's why you love this movie. <laughs> Next Halloween, that's what you guys have to be. Oh, my God. That'd be, be Jeff- amazing. Jeffrey and Liz. I would love that. It was like, honey, aren't we going to go out for, like, trick-or-treating <laughs> and stuff? You love this. I'm like, no. We have other things to do. <laughs> I need to measure you. <laughs> Are you going to have the whole doctor outfit as well? Oh, I have to. If we're going to go for it. Dr. Jersey boy. I'm going to be Dr. Jersey boy. I got to get some crack. So we're both like cracked out. (laughs) I got to get some crack. not going what I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Look, I know a guy. I'm all itchy. She stumbles out in great Frankenstein fashion, just starts walking towards New York, which I had not considered how fast she gets there until right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, either they are right on the border, like, or even if they're right on the border, that's still a trek. Ooh, you know yeah. what would be great canon for us, Greg? Like, head canon. As if this was Red Bank. Because remember how close that was to New York City? Yeah, it is very close, yeah. So, like, she goes walking by the secret stash and Walt Flanagan peeks out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on? So, looking at um, a map, it looks like if we wanted to actually just cross into state lines of New Jersey, there are parts of it where, yeah, it, it wouldn't take long. So, if, if they're in, like, Hoboken or something, it would probably only be, like, um, just across the bridge, which the bridge itself, don't get me wrong, is, like, several miles, but... I'd probably only take like maybe half an hour to walk it. Hoboken, you no just joking. Jog my memory. They are actually in a place very similar, but pretty sure made up for the movie called Hohoken. <laughs> so that's probably where they mean, but that's what the news said when it came on. Hohoken? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so walking distance would be about 46 minutes. For a okay, normal person. That, that checks out then. Okay. I also love like she like takes off. He wakes up. He runs out into like the like street. Is looking around and he almost goes running after her. That's like, oh yeah, I have a car. Yes. Uh, he drives after her, and then we cut to her in New York City, which I just love all these parts. <laughs> she pushes a guy into a trap into traffic who gets run over, and then grabs this weird guy who. Apparently is famous for being in a bunch of mayonnaise commercials in the 80s, but that's what the actor is. And just takes him into the room, and she she only says lines from all the girls that, like, we she's made up of. But here's the thing. I get that. Okay. I can buy into that, that she's all these people combined. But, so are we to believe these people never said another line except for what we've seen in the movie? <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing they've ever said in their life. They they actually were all mute before they met uh, Jersey Boy. I'm sorry, Doctor Jersey Boy. <laughs> he wants He's to a play great doctor. doctor. He cured him. 
<laughs> but she keeps saying lines from all of it, and the, this, like, little old nerdy man is so excited, he doesn't quite understand what's going on, but like, okay, listen, girls, this is Dr. Jersey Boys. Ooh, me? Like, he's so excited about it. Okay, um, also, is it just me, or does this guy look like Danny DeVito today, but in 1990? Okay, yeah. I can see it. I also at first thought he was Frank Henenlotter, because I know he's in this movie. But then I looked it up, and I was like, no, that's not Frank Henenlotter. But he looks a lot like Frank Henenlotter. It, it does look like a Today Danny DeVito, but back then. Yeah. Takes him in there, and the sex scene happens. We see the check mark on the ass, so that <laughs> one worked. And she has purple nipples now for some reason. Never seen it before, but into it. Yeah, it's like some. It's like a new level of like emo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're having sex, and the guy starts electrocuting, like with the Frank lightning, and <laughs> explodes. And she's holding his head as he explodes, and the dead head for a brief moment of life still says, "That was wonderful." As he dies, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. Where he's like, "That was wonderful." <laughs> he is so hyped by this entire experience. <laughs> I love Jeffrey's running around the city just asking people they've seen her, which normally I'd be like, that's not going to work. But in this case, describing her, yeah, if you did see her, you would remember like, oh yeah, I saw her. Did you see the purple woman? But someone explained to me this interaction. Like he's all frantic and talking. He asked someone and they was like, what are you, some kind of Swede? Yeah. <laughs> Is there some strange like, Swede racism, like, stereotype that I've never heard of? That I, they talk frantically? There were a lot of Swedish immigrants in New York at one time, but, like... I hope I not. I'm Swedish. <laughs> I don't know why, in particular, that line was... Yeah, that one got me, too. I'm gonna get this movie canceled. <laughs> I'm mostly Swedish. I could do this. Because that's the one thing people would cancel this movie over, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing. They're like, so you're a white Swedish man. I'm like, yes. Yes. Okay, <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> so, after the explosion, Frankenhooker slash Elizabeth, I don't know what we call her, leaves the room, and this other dude, like, grabs her in a kind of frightening way. I don't know what was going on here, but grabs her and starts pulling her in, makes out with her, but then he also thankfully explodes pretty quick. Then she goes to the strip club and finds pretzels. And to me, that lets me know the real Elizabeth is still in there. And it turns into pretzels good. <laughs> that that clearly is what's starting to give her her uh, own mind back. Just getting the taste of that salty, salty goodness. Oh yeah, because if you remember, she was just so overly overweight. Oh my god. <laughs> She was huge, I tell you. Right, yeah, she, she was a glutton. Chowing down on those pretzels. <laughs> she's still just saying lines from all the other girls, and one of the lines she says is about Zorro, and he's in there and overhears, and she says something about Jersey Boy's a Jersey Boy. Yeah, I love that Zorro's at the bar, like, drowning his sorrows because all of his ladies are gone. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. All my ladies left me. And there's no, like the guy that's. They all exploded, and everyone else doesn't believe. Oh, sure, they did. Yeah, Zoro. Yeah, Zoro. As soon as the guy loses his bitches, he loses his status. I didn't lose my bitches. They blew up. <laughs> I got bumped on head by one. <laughs> 
then Zoro's friend sees her and like is awooga eyes and like he's on her like crazy. They sit down in the corner and he goes down on her and explodes from under the table. So like I guess anyone who does anything with her like kisses her or I guess increased physical contact, I don't know, but blows up. I love the and, one person at the bar is like, oh look at Miss Fang. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro sees her and goes over to her and we didn't mention all of Zoro's girls have like either a tattoo or a brand. I don't know. It's not yeah. comforting either way with a Z on their arm. And he sees this. He's like, what are you? You're not one of my girls, but this is from one of my girls. He's freaking out. <laughs> this is my girl's arm. How did you get my girl's arm? Another thing to mention too, is uh, one of the reasons why uh, Jeffrey like seems to be like, Fairly anti-Zoro as well is that he found out that Elizabeth at one time bought crack from him. Did you think that was real or did you think that was in his head? Because it was shortly after he drilled his brain and then he yells and like screamed and like flung his arms around. So I thought that was just him like going nuts. But Hear me out. Was... Uh, because they established her as this major fat ass who's tried everything to diet and won't oh. work that she probably was doing crack in order to try to lose weight. Cause I think oh, even okay. in the mention in the very beginning where she's mentioning like, yeah, I've been all kinds on all these kinds of fad diets. I even tried drugs. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. Well, yeah. He's like beating her up. Really like, where is my money? Come on, give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> Why Danny? Why? He's, he's... No. <laughs> Just give me but, five minutes. Zoro <laughs> goes up after yelling at her and fucking punches her head nearly off. It's like hanging on by the back of the neck. Jeffrey comes in and finds her, puts her head back on. The bar's clearing out and going crazy. Zoro sees him and just goes, Jersey boy. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to the garage. Oh, I want to talk about how he finds them. Um, with the weird doomsday street yes. preacher guy talking about the whore of Babylon is in there. And Jeffrey was like, where is she? She's in there. Like just metaphorically, but it all works out in the end for him. Where is she? He comes walking out with her and he's like, I told you, I told you. And he's like, yes, yes, you told me. I did. I told you. And it goes on for like so long. Hats off to that dude. Just killing it for his like few lines he has. I told the you! Scenery. I told you! <laughs> they go back to the garage lab. He puts staples around the neck, bolts in the side, zaps her, and she comes back normal this time. She's a li normal Elizabeth again. Yeah, where he's like, I didn't bring you back to be a hooker. And she's like, I'm not a hooker. What are you talking about? Where are we, Jeffrey? Last thing I remember was I was at the party. Oh, did the something lawnmower. happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's uh, not that concerned. Look, as far as reactions to your made up of a bunch of dead people go, she's concerned about it, but handles it way better than I think most people would. Yeah, she seems more annoyed with the parts he's chosen than with the yeah. fact that she's now an amalgamation of different uh, dismembered women. Where he's like, uh, yes. the, there wasn't enough of you to put uh, to fry an egg with. I had to hook, use hooker parts. I don't know how Zoro followed him here, but he did. <laughs> and as they're talking, Zoro is sneaking up behind him and does he have a machete? Yes, he does. And cuts Jeffrey's head off. And 
what happens here? He tries getting Elizabeth with crack. Like, you come with me now. Like, you're all my girl, so you're my girl. Like, they're fighting, and then the freezer knocks over, and all the dismembered, remembered, gross amalgamation of parts come out and attack him. Yeah, the, the uh, weird, like, hooker homunculus. <laughs> yes. I love how he's also like, he's like, come on, honey. Come on, Crystal. You know you want some of this crack. Get out here. You're mine. <laughs> but they pull him into the freezer as he's screaming and dies. Next thing you have like an eye-opening shot. So it's been some time and you see Jeffrey from the neck up. And Elizabeth brought him back. She's like, it worked. I brought you back. Um, You left, kept really good notes. Earlier we had a line about it. It's all based on estrogen in the blood, so we can only bring women back. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what's different about me? Like, well, you can only bring women back, so I couldn't use your body. I couldn't even use Zoro's. So I guess she took the second best parts and brought him back in a full-figured woman's body. I mean, honestly, it's an upgrade. <laughs> Dude, I also love that you could tell this is him in a suit, so like the proportions are yeah. so weird when you look at him. Yeah, and you can see like where the head cutout is, like on like the one side. Yes. <laughs> yeah, his head looks like way too tiny for his body now. I also want to mention earlier he was explaining to Elizabeth like how he brought her back, and he's like, Oh no, it's not that good. I can only bring women back. It's like that's amazing. <laughs> You're halfway there. Exactly, like and the also world's population. Like, literally, like uh, seriously, sell your ideas to <laughs> medical science, dude. Like, women will be so glad that they can do this. They, it's still good. Yeah, just because it won't work for me, it's still like the breakthrough of the millennium. You can bring people back to life. Oh, it's only half the population. They're though. only women, so are they really people? <laughs> Yeah, the- <laughs> that's how he is. But he screams, and then credits, and that's Frankenhooker. What a movie! Yes, I'm so I'm glad we finally got here. Favorite film? So well, not favorite what? film, but one of them, easily top five. What did I say to the group chat the other day? I'm like, I can't believe they kept making movies after Frankenhooker. We should have called it a day there. What we did it, guys. Yes, wrap it up. Can I? Th- can you think of any major motion picture that surpasses Frankenhooker after its release? No, you can't. Why? Because there is none. Fuck Titanic. <laughs> on the cover of the VHS, and it's even listed like on the shutter description and everything. It's if you see only one movie this year, make sure it's Frankenhooker. Bill Murray. <laughs> Very nice. Which, apparently, he saw this movie, like, eight times in theaters and kept taking different people each time. I love that. That sounds, like, entirely something that I would do. Yeah, he says it's one of his favorite movies of all time. So, any final thoughts before we get into the end stuff here? Anyone got a stem? Want a date? (laughs) Oh, so I have this, like, nervous tick thing. Like, it's subconscious. I've always had it. When I watch things on TV, the people are making a facial expression. Anna catches me doing it all the time, videoed me, and when I don't realize I'm doing it, like, I mimic the facial expression subconsciously. Like, I'll, they're, like, having an angry face. Like, I'll squint my eyes and, like, do all that and everything at them. I noticed my jaw started hurting when I was watching Frankenhooker because I was doing, like, the sideways lip thing without realizing it for a little bit. I just stopped myself. So that wasn't fun. Like, you have to go to the doctor. They're like, how did you injure your jaw? And he's like, Frankenhooker. They're like, what, 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 what? 
Want some company? Want a date? <laughs> Got a stem. Cass is great in this movie. Um, what's her name? Patty Mullen, who played Elizabeth, was only ever in two movies. She still does the horror convention circuit here and there. You'll see her at. But she was a model before she was like the penthouse whatever of the month and everything like that. That's mainly what she did. But she did get two acting gigs and both went fairly well, I think. But just I don't think she was into it, so she didn't keep doing it. But man, I would love like a 2022 sequel to Frankenhooker. Oh Do yeah. Do it like the Halloween style, where it's still the same canon all these years later. Also, James Lorenz as Jeffrey Franken just makes this movie so fucking good. His mannerisms, because most of the movie you're following him around, and like there's not many other characters. No, there's no. really only a handful and even less named characters. Well, I mean, basically it's, I mean, you have more than this, but the main players are uh, Jeffrey, Elizabeth, Zorro, I forget what the like the lead hooker lady's name is, and that's pretty much your main cast right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I believe the lead one's name was Angel. Um, ah, yes. But hey. even so, like, can we really call her one of the main? Well, I'd say because she leads the group, like that's important for everything. I'd say she's a main. I I don't know about the, her entourage. Her entourage definitely is not. They were all a one-off <laughs> plot device. Yes. Okay, you guys want to get into Count of the Dead? Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. So this is your first episode joining us. You have amazing taste. I see why this is it. But the Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie and we add them to our grand total of all the movies we've done. Last episode, we did X, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 965. Where do you two think Frankenhooker brought us? Um, That depends. Uh, okay. Are we counting Elizabeth and Jeffrey because they got resurrected? I did not count those two. Okay, in that case, I believe it's about 13. Okay, do, do you count the hookers then? Because they technically do come back to life. No, I did not count them. They came back as weird body parts. Okay. okay, then in that case, if we're not counting the hookers, then we have a... Oh, wait, no, I counted them as dead. I'm sorry, I did count them as dead. I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah, because we'd, we'd have only, like, three deaths then. That's what I was No, wondering. I meant, like, I didn't count them the same way as Jeffrey and Elizabeth. My you bad. never know what Greg's gonna do with these counts of the dead, so you have to be well, very specific. You know what P did? You want to know what P did? Ask questions before on the tricky ones. Very good, P. Thank you. Now you can't complain at the end. Like, well, you didn't say this. I'm the one that asked the question. I mean, I asked the first question yeah. of if we count Jeffrey and Elizabeth. Brett? Um, I'm going to say 14 and just be that guy. <laughs> oh, you're doing the Price is Right deal? Yeah. Wait, you were right. I will send you a picture. This is 13. I oh, okay. <laughs> I will send you a picture because I scribbled out one for Zorro and I put one here and it looks like the same as the scribble. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, 13. P was correct. So, Brett, you were just as close as the original P one was. I'm still so fucking one off. <laughs> brings us to 978. Nice. Well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. Um, which is basically... Be your guest. Would you like to add a thunderclap? Yeah, do thunder. Yes. There we go. Probably a terrible one, but... Oh, no, it's not. It's no worse than ours. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I do my rating system, which is 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. And I pick something from the movie to rate the thing. Um, I'm trying to think what would be good for this movie. Uh, uh, how many exploded hookers out of 10? Well, yeah, a one exploded hooker. Like, you, she, you threw a firecracker at her. <laughs> <laughs> a ten exploded hooker. Her boobs flew off just perfectly. <laughs> so you can make a platter of them. I, <laughs> um, uh, though, booby platter. Every home needs at least one. I actually like that, so let's go with that. Um, I'm going to say seven exploded hookers out of ten. Oh, like, I honestly, and I feel weird doing this since I did the same with Lost Boys, but I I still do consider this one of my favorite uh, horror films of all time, and I just have to give it 10 blown-up hookers. Oh, hell yeah. Brett, I can't believe you're the lowest of this, because I want eight exploded hookers out of 10. Because I love Frank Henenlotter, and I love all of his movies. This one, I love it, but it's not one of my favorites of his. I, I oh, see it, it is probably it is, is a little line. special to me because everybody remembers their first. True. <laughs> yes. Um here's the thing, I tried to rate it for what it is, like I do with everything. Like that's how I can still rate something like Plan 9 on the same scale as like The Shining. Like I try to rate it just for what it is. Yeah. And for what it is, I think it's a solid 8. Like there's some things that drag a little or are a little weird, but Overall, it's fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, and I completely love it. Like, I don't know even how many times this last year I've watched this movie. It's one of my go-tos, which it seems is like a lot of Frank Henenlotter movies are my go-tos, just because they're a lot of fun and whatnot. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, when I first uh, moved here and, yo, um, yo, hanging out with a uh, close friend and everything, I'm just like, fuck it, we're watching Frankenhooker right now. <laughs> I mean, that's the best that's choice. Great. That's how you know it's a good friend. All right, so should we tell him about next week, Brett? Yes, what are we doing next week, Greg? Uh, well, you don't even have to wait a full week <gasps> because... Let me check my calendar here. Because next Wednesday is April 20th, so Ooh. it seems like appropriate day to release Evil Bong. Oh, shit, man. Let's fucking get ready. I forgot that, like, wait, it's April. That is coming up. Yeah. Well, it's... it's the you, passage you of time. Back. <laughs> you can pull the curtain back. It's not April yet. <laughs> but when this releases, yes. So yeah, it'll be on, let's just say, Wednesday, April 20th, we will release Evil Bong. So that'll be a little extra episode for you guys. Which I'm excited. This is a movie I've never seen before. It's a movie I remember always wa walking by in the video store and seeing the cover for it and seeing Tommy Chong and like a weird bong thing with like a face on it. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And I never rented it. I finally get to watch it. <laughs> that is my go. exact history with the movie as well. Yes. So I'm actually, like, after all these years of staring at the title, I'm excited to see actually what this is. Did we like it? You'll have to find out next week. I already watched it. I'm trying to keep my poker face on here, whether to tell you I liked it or not. Oh, shit, man. All... I don't even remember if I liked it or not. I smoke too many doobies. P, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you drop the Twitch here for anyone who doesn't know it? All right. Um, I stream on Twitch uh, regularly. I, I've taken a couple of days off and everything, but I'm going to try to at least stream three times a week. No set schedule yet. And that is 
twitch.tv slash K is okay. That's K-A-Y-E-I-S-O-K-A-Y. Also, if you're around the Harrisburg area, I will be doing open mic stand-up at basically any bar that has open mics. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I wish you did that when you still live close to us. Now I gotta drive the whole way out there to heckle you. I I mean... (laughs) I, I guess I could have when I was at, uh, you know, Ron and Haley's in Johnstown. But before that, I mean, I had literally no way. And I also, know. like, dude, I, I literally live on the main street. So, like, everything is in walking distance and I don't need a car. Well, I, re- I remember you saying the first day you moved in that there's a comic book store right there. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I was like, just like you don't even put the U-Haul in park. It's still rolling down the street. You're like, I've yeah. got a pool list. <laughs> um, as soon as I'm not like in extreme poverty because I don't have a job yet, uh, I totally am going to regularly frequent that store. Yeah. They have a pretty good selection, too. Nice. All right, well, that's all I got. Come back next week for, well, yeah, next week still for Evil Bong. And we hope that Frankenhooker has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like throbbing with horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes their show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? (laughs) Hey, Paul!